Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. And here we go. Does it look weird that the mic's over here? I feel like I have to go like this. Man, that sounded kind of weird. Like this. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. You know, sometimes I look at the screen instead of the camera lens. Right? I don't know. Hey, welcome back to the show. You might notice there's a couple things that are a little different this week. Number one. Yeah, the dogs aren't here. I think I've shared it on my personal Instagram and my show Instagram. I don't know which one I've shared it on. I don't know if you've even seen it. But the dogs are off to training and they left like four or five days ago. And it's really weird around the house now. I just got back today from my four-day trip. And coming into the house without them here, very odd. I said, like, I walked into the house and I went, Papitos! That's how I usually greet them. And I was like, oh. I mean, I know they were gone, but it was it was odd. It was the first time that I've been home or coming back from a trip that they're not here. Allie was here a couple days without me. And, I mean, it was hard for her. can only imagine. Sorry, that was irritating. Okay, you know what? My fucking hair is just going to stay like that. Doesn't matter. Yeah, she was here, I think, two days. Two days? Three days. Two days. Two days. By herself. And, you know, I text her. I said, oh, this fucking sucks. And she goes, tell me about it. And I said, okay, buckle up. Let me tell you a story. No, I'm kidding. No, I didn't do that. Uh, yeah, so welcome back to the show. Oh, and Allie's not here either. Hey, what's going on? You having a good day? No, having a good day. No, she's not here. She's on a trip. Um, so today I'm flying 100% solo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if I fuck up and stuff again, I know last week I was on my own, but she was here, so I could have said, "Hey, come over here. Uh, let's do the dealy because." Uh, yeah, but this week, today nothing so let's hope for the best uh remember guys follow me on instagram the jesus show nto facebook the jesus show not that one twitter jesus show nto youtube type in the jesus show not that one or the jesus show nto remember rate like and subscribe and tell everybody you know so we can once again keep growing this podcast all right, let's jump into it. Uh, something that I've noticed living here in Vegas and the Vegas surrounding area is I've never realized how many people just jump like they they're on the sidewalk and they don't look either way for cars. They just walk in front of traffic as if if they don't see it, it it can't. It can't hurt them. I don't fucking know what their problem is. It's the oddest thing ever. When I, and it could be because you, when we were kids, Greg got hit by a car. 
he was, fuck, I don't know, maybe seven or eight. I think I got that right. He, we, we, we parked, my grandfather parked across the street. Um, he parked across the street under the trees and we were going to go across and we'd always, you know, they'd always tell us look both ways and we'd look both ways and, you know, they'd hold our hands and, but for some reason that day, nobody was with Greg and Greg, I guess, peeked out of the, out of the side. Cause he went from the, in the front of the car, front of the van he picked out and some van just came by and I remember hearing the I remember hearing the boom and then I remember hearing everybody screaming and I saw Greg on the ground and I was in the yard and I started saying I don't think I yelled it I don't think I was yelling it I think I was just telling myself and I kept saying they killed Greg, they killed Greg, they killed Greg, they killed Greg, they killed Greg. And then I started losing it, right? I was, you know, ah. uh, and then I remember my grandfather picking Greg up, which is something you're not supposed to do with anybody that, you know, is severely injured because you can fuck him up even more. But my grandfather, uh, I can only imagine he saw Greg on the floor, on the street, on the pavement, freak the fuck out. And I know he wanted to put him in the van and he wanted to drive him over to the hospital. Because uh, I think it was just like in his head, he was like, the the ambulance is going to take too long. I believe the ambulance came. They took Greg. He broke his collarbone. I remember seeing Greg in the hospital. I was like, oh, Greg, I love you. Even though at that age, I would, you know, I used to tell him, hey, you're adopted and nobody loves you. Uh, but then, you know, like something really bad happened. And I was like, oh, Greg, I love you so much. Ever since then, I, I always, I, I've, I've always been hypervigilant. Whether it's crossing the street, locking your car doors, uh, the house doors. Uh, just being extra vigilant about things. So here when I see it in Vegas... That people just walk in front of cars. And I mean, even here at the apartment complex, I don't drive. There's some people around here that drive like fucking maniacs. But when I'm driving around, especially the apartment complex, I go no more than 20, 25. Just in case I think to myself, if a kid runs out, I have time to stop. If a dog runs out, I have time to stop. If anybody runs out, I have time to stop. And even then, there's people that have just jumped in front of the car as if like, oh, I'm walking and I'm on the road and there must not be anything around me because the uh, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. A couple times when I go this way to go out the back gate, there's a trash can over here and I have to come around the corner. And sometimes I've been coming around the corner and somebody's just walking across either on their phone or they're, they're not even looking. And then I stop and then they look at me like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm driving on the goddamn road, you fucking moron. That's a crazy idea, right? A car on the road? Maybe I should start driving on the fucking sidewalk. 
I mean, there's times that when I go to the gym, people just dart out of fucking nowhere. And I think, do you guys want to die? Because, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want to die because I don't. It's it's odd. It's very odd. And then I think I've already touched on, like, there's been, there's a lot of drivers here that fucking don't know how to drive. And they do the same shit to where they'll look at you, you're coming, and then they turn their head and they get right in front of you. And I mean, you could be going 60 miles an hour and they don't care. They th- Again, I think that they think, oh, if I don't look that way and acknowledge you're coming, I'm safe, which is not a thing. It's very weird. I've never, I've never experienced that anywhere I've lived. I'm trying to think. No, in Houston, it didn't happen. But then I get in Houston when I live there. There wasn't a lot of sidewalks. I don't know what it is about Houston. I think there's no sidewalks because they don't want you walking outside because it's so fucking hot. I just found that odd. That I would try to walk somewhere, you know, maybe just down to the store, down to the liquor store, the gas station to get some stuff. And you have like sidewalk that covers this much of the sidewalk or of this yeah of this the side yeah where you can walk maybe there's this much there might be five miles where there should be sidewalk but there's not just a little thing like this it's it's odd it's the oddest thing and i was just in wichita kansas on a layover and you have to walk on on like i had to walk on one side of the road because the other side had no sidewalk. That's all. I don't know. That's weird to me. I grew up. I grew up in Montclair. And any. I mean. If it's not on the road. If it's. You know. On the sidewalk. There's sidewalk. Like you can walk. Very rare. Have I ever seen it. Not paved. Or not have a sidewalk. Uh, that shit's odd to me. I don't get it. I don't know the reason for it, but whatever it is. Um, oh yeah. How do you guys wash your ass? It's, it's a genuine question. I was having a conversation. Well, I think this, I think this question I heard originated from uh, your mom, your mom's house podcast with Christina Pajitsky and Tom Segura, because they were talking about um, uh, the the tushy, the bidet. I don't know if you guys have ever used the bidet, and I I don't know if I've shared with you guys. I've tried to use a bidet, but the water spraying into my asshole. I mean, enormously, enormously tickles me. Like I can't. It's beyond. What I can handle, I just, I tried it in Japan one time and it was like a rocket was trying to go up my asshole. It was odd. Very ticklish. I jumped, I tried it without a, without a dirty ass because I thought if I do start and I don't like the feeling, I'm going to jump off of the toilet and I didn't want to have a dirty ass and then have like shit and water dripping down. I know I'm getting very graphic. But if you know me, 
that's how I am. Anyways. So I thought to myself, let me try it with a clean ass. And if, you know, if I don't like it, I don't like it. So I'm trying it. And the moment it, you know, here's, here's my, here, here's my butthole. I'm trying to show you there. The water went, and I went, whoa. And I jumped off and then the water started spraying into, into the room. <laughs> and I started laughing so hard. And maybe, I don't know, five, six seconds passed. And then I thought, oh, fuck. So I closed the toilet uh, lid and then I pushed off because it just kept spraying. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan. But, like, in the shower, how do you wash your asshole? Like, do you put soap on your hand and then... Do you put soap on a... Um, on a wash rag, and then, do you wash out the butthole first, and then get the soap, and then, so you're not smearing it around with soap? This is what I do. There's been time, yes, there's been times where I go into the shower, right after I take a shit, because I think, I do the minimal amount of, of wiping, I'll maybe wipe twice, once to get all the all the the big clumps. The second one is just to make sure nothing drips. <laughs> the second one is so that nothing drips on the floor. <laughs> ah, this is what the podcast has turned into: talking about shitting. Again, if you know me, this is regular, so this shouldn't be a surprise. Okay. So yeah, one, two, and then I hop in the shower. And then the first thing I do is I kind of spread my butt cheeks. I get in there. And then I make sure I put soap in my hands. I wash it off. There's a little scraper thing in there. I go like this on my nails so it's not underneath my nails. And then I get the soap. Like after I wash my hands and then I get the soap. And I lather it really good. Sometimes I put the bar of soap from bar of soap to asshole directly. Other times I, I get the soap in my hands. I get nice and lathered and then I get in there and I'm just like. And then I like sometimes I go in just a little bit just to make sure it's nice and clean. And then I get the soap again and then I go again. So I like do two coats and then that's how I wash my asshole. Um, a quick gross story. I was in Wichita and I, I, I took a shit. It was pretty bad. Uh, then I just hopped in the shower and I thought I'll just wipe it off in there and then I'll do what I normally do. Right. I messed up and I got the washcloth nice and soapy. And I go into my butthole and I... Luckily, I always look. I inspect. <laughs> Good thing I did because it was gross. Um, There's shit everywhere. And I went, oh! So I washed it off and I was like, fuck, now, I, now the maid's going to know that I washed... And then I thought, nah, I don't give a shit. So I mean, I washed it off as much as I can. <laughs> I threw it in the corner... And then I got a new wash rag and I was like, well, chalk that up to not, I 
Can't do that again. Uh, yeah, that was gross. Um, yeah, so... I mean, if you if you want, I would love to hear how other people wash their ass. Um, because I think if I do it, I don't think I'm the only... I, I don't think I'm the only one that does it that way, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I mean, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed so it's not like i be you know i've come up with a revolutionary way to wash her ass uh let's see what else oh yeah do you put the thing no okay oh you know what i thought i was thinking about the other day i'm all over the place today by the way and i apologize i don't know you know what fuck it i don't apologize um years ago i sent i was talking to greg and Robert, I think it was in the group chat that I'm in with him. And I think Greg or Robert said, hey, do you ever fight with other crews when you see them walking through the airport? And I said, no, we don't do that. But then I thought, you know what? That'd be kind of funny if you did. What if you were going through the airport and you saw an American Airlines crew and a Delta crew, right? Let's say there's 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 five and five and it's... Just a flight attendant. Should I? No, fuck it. Let's say there's seven. There's five flight attendants and two uh, pilots. So you got seven and seven on the side. And they're like, hey, fuck you. Where are you flying in today? Where are you flying to today, homie? And they're like, the other crew goes, we're, we're, we're flying to Houston, bitch. And then the other crew goes, we're flying to New York, motherfucker. And what? start throwing up signs like delta american and they're like you got you guys suck dick your mama's a hoe and you just you know yelling at each other in the airport i think that'd be kind of funny uh but i made a video which i recently lost all my pictures i'm very disappointed but I did it to myself. I was trying to free up some space on my computer. And I go, oh, what if I delete everything here? And it said, tell me about iCloud thing. And I said, that sounds good. Boop. Uh, and then I went, oh, I got rid of all my photos. Oops. So, yeah, there's that. Anyways, I did a video, I don't know, like six, seven years ago. And I was on one of our planes. And then I was passing, like, Delta and American. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, but, mm, mm, fuck you. And I sent it to the guys, and I was like, yeah, this is this is what happens. And I think I was messing around with them, and I said, um, domestically, we don't we don't fight with other crews, but internationally, when we see each other, we throw it down. We're like, what's up, bitch? USA? They're like, no, Switzerland, bitch. Or Germany. I'm like, fuck you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think my brother was like, really? And I said, no, no, we don't do that. That'd be hilarious, though. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be funny. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Let's talk about some flight attendant stuff. If you're ever... And please, again, tell me you don't do this also. You're in your seat. Let's say you're in the aisle. Either aisle. In an aisle. And... There's a window over here, right? Or over here. But you're in the aisle. And somebody 
comes in and they go, oh, I'm sitting over there. Please, for the love of God, get up from your seat and let the person in. I've seen too many times where passengers, they go, the the person trying to get to their seat says, oh, I'm in the window. And the person there goes, oh, okay. And then they just sit there. Wanting the other person to climb over them to get to their seat? That's fucking weird. Why would you want a stranger all up on you? I don't understand that. Or better yet, if you, you are trying to get to your seat and you try to climb over somebody. And the reason why I say this is I was recently, the start of this trip, I was going up to San Francisco and I'm in the aisle and there's a guy, he's, he goes, oh, I'm in the, I'm in the middle. And I was in the exit row, so I have a little bit more room than normal. Technically, you could squeeze in without really being on top of the person to get to your seat. But why? But why? Why would you do that? So the guy tells me, oh, I'm right there. And I said, okay. As I'm saying, okay, I look down to take my seatbelt off and he's about to come in and I put my hand up and I go, that's not how we do things, my man. And he looks at me and I go, let me get up and then you can get to your seat. He looked at me like I was cursing at him. And in my head, I thought, what kind of fucking world do you live in that you, yeah, I'll just climb over this person. What? No. I get up. He gets, as he's going to his seat in there and I'm not there anymore. I go, there we go. Isn't that better? So then I finally sat down and I thought, why Why do people do that? What's the point? What's the point of having a stranger climb over you or vice versa? Why would you want to climb all over a stranger? That's, I don't know, that's, that's fucking odd. Something else I don't understand. I don't know if I've touched on this before, but. Please, if you're, when you're flying, if you have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom in the airport. Here's a couple reasons why. Number one, you have a lot more space in the airport bathroom than you do in the fucking tiny bathroom of the airplane. That's one. Two, I guarantee you that the airport bathroom is a whole lot cleaner than the one on the plane. And the reason why I say that is because we have something called quick turns, right? Again, I don't know if I've already expressed this or explained it to you, but a quick turn is we land and sometimes the crew stays on the same plane. Other times, as everybody leaves, another crew comes on and it's clean, 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 clean. We have a cleaning crew or cleaning crews that clean the plane. And then the flight attendants switch out. We check our stuff that we need to check. And then it's, okay, let's go. Let's board the people. And then, shh, let's get this plane fucking out of here. Many times have I seen the cleaning crews. They take the trash out, 
from the bathroom. They will replace uh, the toilet paper rolls. They'll put more uh, paper towels, maybe uh, tissues. If there's a bunch of water or, you know, water, but it's like water and piss on the floor, they'll kind of, not kind of, they'll, they'll mop it up. And that's about it. Um, and it's not that they, they're not doing their job. Well, okay. They're kind of not doing their job properly, but the, the reason for it is those cleaners have a lot of responsibility. It's on them to clean the plane as fast as possible. Well, no, it's their responsibility to clean the plane top to bottom and make it look as if nobody has stepped on that plane ever. But then it's management's fault for being behind them going, hurry, 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 hurry. So they've they've taken steps or they've cut corners so that they don't get in trouble and that they're still doing their job as efficiently as possible. Does that make sense? And the reason why I know this is because I've talked to some of the cleaners where I'll say... You know, I've asked them before, how many planes do you guys clean? And sometimes they're like, oh, like 70 planes a day. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's a shit ton of planes. And then they say, you know, sometimes they only, which I've seen it. Sometimes they only send one fucking cleaner for a 737, 900, 800. One fucking person to do both bathrooms. Sometimes what, two, oh no, three minimum, four maximum. Clean the four bathrooms, clean the galley area, uh, clean every seat, make sure the, the seat belts look nice when you come in. Uh, some of them close all the window shades. Some of them open the fucking air vents. One fucking person. And I've asked them, why is it just you? And they go, well, we're understaffed and I'm the only one. Holy shit. So I understand why they don't do certain things. So when people come on the plane and they go, oh, I just need to use the bathroom. I've seen fucking people in the gate area for at least 20 minutes before boarding. This is well before boarding. And then the first thing they do when they get on the plane, I'm going to use the bathroom. Why the fuck would you do that? Use it in the airport today. In fact, going from Raleigh, Durham to San Fran, this lady comes on, and I mean, I was I was already a little annoyed. It's early as shit. I just want to... I was like, oh, why do people fly this early? So he goes, I'm going to use the bathroom. And I saw her in the boarding area. Like, I was on the plane for 20 minutes before my crew got on. And then my crew got on, and then 10 minutes after that, we started boarding. And this lady came on, like, boarding group three. She had plenty of time to go use the fucking bathroom. And there was a bathroom super close. It wasn't like it was far from the gate area. And all I said is, oh, you don't want to use the one in the airport? She's like, excuse me? And I said, oh, did you not, do you not know that there was, there was one in the, in, the, in the boarding area? And she goes, I wanted to use this one. And I think I, think I heard her say because it's cleaner. I don't know if she said it. But I said, oh, well, these bathrooms are pretty gross. 
And she didn't say anything. She, you know, walked in. And I thought... I, and then I've also noticed that I get annoyed. I get really annoyed for... Dirt, on, on early flights, I get annoyed. Because I'm not a morning person. I don't want to be there fucking five in the morning. And then something else... Something Tom Segura has said... And I agree with him 100%. On morning flights, once you take off, close your fucking window shade. There's no reason for you to look at clouds for four fucking hours. Close a window shade. When I'm the purser of the flight, I'll turn off the lights so that everybody can sleep. And it's nice and everybody... But you always have a bunch of people. That, and they have the window shade open, Right? Other people are trying to sleep. You're not even looking out at the fucking window. What's the point of that? We know what clouds look like. And if you don't know what clouds look like, look up. Go outside and go, oh, look at the cloud. Yeah. There was a lady that got mad a couple trips ago. The people behind this lady. And I, I feel like it's usually old people who like to keep it open. Um, the, the people behind them, they politely told them, Hey, can you please close your window shade? You know, we're trying to sleep and there's a glare in there. And the old lady, she like, you know, she slams it down. And as I'm walking by, I was in first class. As I'm walking by, she was sitting in one a, she goes, can you believe they asked me to close it? And I go, yeah, I do believe it. I said, people are trying to sleep. And I think I said, it's the courteous thing to do. You know, I said it, you know, nice. And it was like, it's the courteous thing to do, bitch. I didn't say that. And the camera stops. Here we go. All right. Fuck you, Cannon. Fuck you, Cannon. Fuck you, fuck you, Cannon. That was the obligatory Cannon pause break because fuck you, Cannon. Anyways. Yeah, so this old lady... You know, can you believe they, they asked me to close the window? And I said, yeah, it's, you know, it's usually courtesy. You know, people are trying to sleep. She's like, <laughs> and then this bitch falls asleep like two minutes later. What, what was the point of you getting upset if you were just going to fucking fall asleep? And I have reached over people. Because other passengers, I just don't take it upon myself. Uh, if there's a passenger maybe on the aisle, and they go, hey, can you ask the person if they can close their window shade? I've done it before where I, I go, no, I'm not waking them up. But I will reach over them, and I tell them, I go, hey, I'm going to get all up in your space real quick if you want me to close the window shade. And they, you know, they always say, yeah, and oh, yeah, that's fine. So they kind of do one of these, and then I reach over, and I put it down. And then I've had the person wake up, like, what the, how did, what, who the? And then I've had them open it, then they fall asleep again, and then I go, oop. And on the 7-8, it's dope, because I can control everything from a panel. So if you lighten your window shade... And everybody's trying to sleep because the rest of the cabin is dark. I can go, 
and then I, I don't lock the I don't lock the windows. Some people do. Um, but I'll do it maybe twice, where I'll darken your window, and if you undarken it and or you lighten it up, and you know you want the light to be blaring in on everybody, then I think well that's that's on you. And passengers have told other passengers, hey. Can uh can you lower it? Cause we're trying to sleep here. That's 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 between them. I don't let it get out of hand, which I don't think it's. No, it's never gotten out of hand. Like nobody's you know gotten in a fight over it. Nobody's like, hey, can you? Well, it'd be nice. Well, if you were nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's that. Oh, I've experienced something recently, where. I get on the phone and the flight attendant like I'm calling one one part of the plane to another and the other flight attendant picks up the phone you know normally if you call you know you're on your phone you make a call and when you pick up you go hello so the other person knows somebody's on the line right I've experienced flight attendants where they just pick up the phone. And then I have to say, you know, I give it a couple beats. Two, three, four. Hello? Hello? And they're surprised. Hello? Uh, hey. Say fucking hi. Hey, this is Jesse in the back. Hey, this is Jesse in the front. Hey, what's going on? Yo, what's good? Any, any any kind of just give me some indication that you're on the phone so I can start talking and give you the information that I'm trying to give you but I've noticed recently that a lot of flight attendants don't do that I think who hurt you and where do you live what planet do you live on that you just pick up phones and you just sit there That's the, I feel like it's a lot of complaining today. Fuck. I guess there was a lot on my chest that had a let it go, let it go. Uh, ooh, let's talk about some uh, soccer. Last night was a good night uh, for MLS. There was some good score. Last night? No, Wednesday night. Um... Atlanta United beat Cincinnati 4-0. Very, very nice. Uh, I think last episode, I think last episode I shared you shared with you guys, I'm not a fan of Cincinnati because of one particular pl- player. Uh, when I checked the thing, when I checked the, the stats, I didn't see Jeff Cameron's name in the starting 11 or even on the bench. So, I don't know if he's hurt. I can give three shits about it but I saw he wasn't there and I was like yeah fuck you you weren't even there good but still your team fucking lost that's what they get and then DC United they beat the Chicago Fire Alley I te- I think I texted Alley said hey just want to let you know the Chicago Fire lost she was, she was heartbroken I think she sent me a video of her crying and she was like Chicago no porque and I was like no one game that I was really looking, or following, I should say, 
was Orlando and uh, Montreal. So Orlando, I believe, is sitting third in the East right now. And they have two a game in hand, two games in hand. And they need to start racking up some ties or losses. I want them to lose just so that they don't gain any more ground on New England, which New England is still first in the East. Uh, but now Nashville is right on their tails. And I think Nashville has two games in hand. So I need Nashville to either... Same thing, start dropping points or only tying, uh, not winning. So it was nice, la uh, Wednesday, uh, Montreal took the lead, 2-0. And then I saw Orlando came back to tie it, and I thought, fucking of course. And then Nani got a red card at some point in the game, and then Montreal beat him 4-2. So that was very good. I was happy about that result. Kansas City and Minnesota played. Kansas City put four behind them, which I didn't think they were going to, you know, drop four on them, but they did. And then I was watching the Austin, F Austin FC, LAFC game, and Austin was playing at home, and I thought for sure, okay, Austin is going gonna, is gonna to beat LAFC because LAFC hasn't, they haven't been doing that great as of late, and... You know, LAFC's on the road, and Austin. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the games, but the games have been really good as far as atmosphere. You know, the fans, and I really want to go visit uh, Hector and Cecilio out there. It looks like a great stadium and a great atmosphere. And I got a notification, I think, like two minutes in. Uh, I was watching another game, and it says, Austin scored, and I was like, fuck yeah. And then a minute later, Austin goal disallowed. I think it was offsides. I'm like, god damn it. Then they ended up losing two to one, so LA won. Oh, fuck, man, they can't catch a break. But I think it's just one of those things where it's, it's an expansion team. It's gonna take them a year to really find their footing, you know, especially with each other. And I think if you guys have listened to the episode, uh, the first episode with AJ, and I think I talked to him the second time. I had a conversation with him. I don't remember. But he said, you know, with expansion teams, you have, and not just expansion teams, any team where you have most of the players that are new, you're not necessarily used to playing with that player. You don't necessarily know all their tendencies. You know, I can only assume you have situations in practice where you can, okay, I got it, I got it. But then game day situations are a whole lot different. Um, you know, it can be a lot of things. It could be the other team is just unstoppable that day. You can be having a bad game. It could be you're not reading each other right. Um, there's there's a lot. You know, sometimes there could be some locker, locker room issues. Uh, you know, it could be also, I, I would assume that it could be that fuck, we've lost 12 fucking games, and that's weighing on your mind, you know, or at least it's weighing on half of the team's mind. Maybe the other half of the team is like, I'm ready to go every single game. I put each, you know, game behind us, whether we win, lose, or draw, and I'm ready to go. And then other guys are just like, fuck, man, like, when are we going to get out of this? Um, it just sucks to see them lose because they, Austin, to me, they have a great group of guys 
that I feel that they should be playing a lot better than what they are. But, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs about what's going on on the, you know, in the locker room, in the front office. I don't know any of that shit. You know, as a fan, I just look at the product on the field and I'm like, fuck, man. Uh, but hopefully they can. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Austin might not make the playoffs because they're in last right now. And I think they have maybe 10 more games, nine more games to play. It's not looking good for them is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and then Portland and Colorado, they tied. Uh, Houston went to uh, L.A. to play the Galaxy, and they tied 1-1. Houston scored first. Fafa Pico, he scored, which I, I feel like the last three games, Pico has been scoring. And I think he's a defender, so I'm like, what the fuck? Which, I mean, it's, it's good for Houston. Uh, but normally I don't see a, different, a defender scoring. In three consecutive games. But I mean it's a it's a testament to how good he is. And then Chicharito, he went up for a head ball and put it in. Uh, that was a really good goal. That was a really, really good goal. And then the last game, I didn't get to see it because it was later. And I had a 4 a.m. wake up call in Wichita. Uh, but I saw the highlights between Real Salt Lake and San Jose. There's a kid on San, there's a kid who plays for San Jose. Uh, I don't know his name. But he scored a hat trick. I mean, he did great. And you would think after a performance like that at home you should win. No, Salt Lake pulled it out. At one point I want to say at one point San Jose was was up 3 to 1. Were they up 3 to 1? Boom boom 2. Three, yeah, I think they were up three to one. So it looked very good for San Jose, uh, and then you know Real Salt Lake came in. Justin Mer Justin Miram, uh, I got to hang out with him one time in uh, Houston when he was when him and Hector were on uh, Columbus. They came into town to play um, AJ, and then we all went out, and uh, that was cool. So now I watch wherever Justin's at. Um, he was, I don't know, he was really cool to hang out with. Um, but because of that, I've, you know, I've started watching him and following him. And it was cool. He scored. Uh, it was a very nice goal. So Salt Lake, uh, they beat San Jose. And then I need Seattle to start losing some more games. So far they've lost four, but I kind of want them to lose more. So that New England can secure the supporter shield. Uh, and, you know, I just want them to, I just want New England to keep doing well because AJ is on the team. And I think I already shared with you guys that I want him to win the championship. I don't know if you guys know that already. Yeah. I want him to win. Uh, let's see, a couple other stories I want to talk to you guys about. Oh yeah, on my I don't know if I shared it on my personal Instagram or my show Instagram. Here's another uh, word of advice: If you're on the plane, don't look at anything on your phone that you don't want other people to to see. Let me give you an example. There was a guy from San Francisco to Denver. We're boarding in San Francisco. He's sitting in 21D, so he's in the aisle. 
And as I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm in the aisle, so I'm checking bags out, you know, closing some overheads. And at one point I pass by and I see he has a picture that this young woman sent him. She's smiling. She's like, as I pass by, you know, I look down and I, in my head, I'm like, oh, she's pretty hot. And I look at the guy and I was like, mm, is he being catfished? Because I know I'm no prize. I understand that. I get that. If I have to rape myself, I'm okay, right? I get that. I know that. I'm not trying to lie to myself. So I look at this guy and I was like, yeesh. I thought, her? Mm, I don't know about that. So he's like, they're texting back and forth. You know, the you know, I see the picture. And then I see she sends him a picture, which looks like this is my assumption. Here's here's a story I have in my brain, but that I played out. They were hanging out. She dropped him off at the airport. He's going back home to Denver. He came to visit her. So it looks like she's at her place. She's in some comfortable clothes. She sent him the first picture. Have a safe flight. Yeah, baby. And then I saw him, you know, and I assumed maybe when he did this, he took a picture of himself and said, yeah, I'm in my seat, baby. I already miss you. And then she sends one and she's like some shoulder like, mm-hmm. And he was probably like, mm, yeah, baby. I remember when we, you know, when I was on top of you and I was, you know, humping you. Yeah. She proceeds to send him a picture of her. She's like, I'm assuming, because uh, I only saw one hand on, on a titty, but titties. And they were very nice titties. If I, I do have to say they were nice. And I went, whoa, titties. And I thought, okay, hey, man. <laughs> and it's not like he was like this, you know, like here's the aisle. It's not like he, his phone was like this. He was like this. So he, he opened up to camera. I'm the camera. He opened up to camera. I thought, okay. And maybe she was like, oh, yeah, I remember when you were licking my nips thought okay so you know i'm closing business closing business and then i pass by again and you see the two the two pictures and it's vagina and butthole then i audibly said whoa he looks at me and i put my hand on his shoulder and i said hey man i don't think she wanted me to see that and he looks at me a little embarrassed because now he realizes, oh, I saw. And I go, hey, man, be careful what you look at on the plane. And you had your phone turned out towards the aisle, just FYI. I don't understand how people are that. What's the word I'm trying to say? Oblivious to what they're doing? And I mean, I can only imagine he had tunnel vision, right? He was looking at titties, some puss puss, and some butthole. So he was, I mean, his focus, 
you know, his focus was here. And if I have to put a number on him, like an age, maybe mid-20s, like I would maybe 25. So it's not like he's completely, like it's not like he's some 18-year-old. That maybe I would understand a little more, especially if it's like the first titty pics that he's ever gotten. Like, whoa, this is cool. But even then, like, hey, you know, be careful what you're looking at on the plane. What you're looking at on, yeah, what you're looking at on the plane. But I mean, it. I felt like he was old enough to, like, man, you've seen some titties before. Or you know what, maybe he did it, maybe, you know what, maybe he, he's never seen or been with a woman in that capacity. And maybe he was just too excited. Maybe he's like, do Mormons live out there? I don't know if Mormons live out there. Or maybe he's some like weird Christian that, you know, they're like, I'm not going to have sex till I'm married. Yeah, okay, cool. The magic man told you not to hump because you want to help. Yeah, okay, cool. Whatever. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was like, I'm going to rebel against my, my parents and I'm going to go. I love her. Okay, guy, relax. I mean, it, 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 it could have been that. Like that. I don't know. And then it reminds me of another story. We go in LA to San Fran. And there was this Australian guy. I don't know if you've met any Australian people. But they. They have no filter. Great people. Great people. They can drink like fish. And a lot of them I'm like. Are you even drunk? You've been drinking for like seven hours. Alright mate. I'm alright. Shrimp on the bobby. But there was this gentleman, he was sitting in 2B, or no, 1, 1B. There was this guy sitting in 1A. And he starts telling me, he's like, you know, hey, Jesse, this guy over here is ordering hookers. And I went, huh? And it was, he said it, he said it loud. <laughs> I went, oh, okay. Uh, apparently the guy was on, uh, when Backpage, I don't know if you guys know what Backpage was. It was a site where you can... I guess get on there and order hookers or find a hooker. Any city you were in. I think the government, I think the government shut it down. Um, but the guy, the Australian guy says, oh, he's on back, 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 back page. I think that's what it was called. Back page. Anyways, I was like, what the fuck is back page? He's like, oh, that's where you can order hooker wherever you're at. And I went, oh, okay. Maybe don't say it so loud. Then we get to the gate. And I'm waiting for the gate agent to open the door. And he's like, hey, this guy's texting this hooker. He's going to Thailand and he's trying to negotiate. And he looks over at the guy and goes, ah, oh, mate, that's too. you're paying too much for her. I'd give her, you know, $100. You're going to give her $300? Oh, you're getting raped. I just thought, can you open the fucking door already and let these people off? And he goes, hey, Jesse, come here. And I was like, I got to look at the door. Um, I can't. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, man, it was hilarious. It's good times. Uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk to. I wanted to talk to you guys about. Once again, guys, thank you for coming back to the show. I appreciate it. Oh, and I met, I met this flight attendant. Her name's Allie. Not my Allie. Another alley. And in a couple weeks, I'm going to make... Uh, I'm going to have an episode where I interview her. 
because she's a new hire or she's a newer hire. So her process of going through the uh, hiring process was very different from mine. Uh, so Allie had an idea where she's like, why don't you interview somebody that went through the hiring process a lot or more recently? And now that a company's hiring, uh, we can put it out there and maybe it'll help people uh, like what to expect. And I know some of my friends who are watching, you guys have applied to be a flight attendant and maybe that could help you. Um, so I might throw out like, hey, is there any questions you guys want us to answer as far as the hiring process goes? Uh, so look look out for that. I might put that out in one to three weeks. I'm not sure. Maybe more like three weeks from now. Uh, but yeah, Ali had that idea and you know, she's like, hey, I'm your producer. Here's an idea. And I went, whoa, that sounds fucking great. Um, but the reason why I tell you that is because Ali said, Oh, cool. She started following me on the show Instagram. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'll check out a couple episodes. And I'm like, eh, just remember, I'm very immature. And I talk about a bunch of weird stuff. So <laughs> she just laughed and she walked away. She was very lovely. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited to share that with you guys. And hopefully not only will it help some of you that applied, but maybe some new people will come to the show and they'll find that uh, segment, that episode, very helpful for them. Uh, again, guys, please rate like subscribe tell your friends tell your family tell your mom tell your dad tell everybody you know to listen to the show all right i will catch you uh, next week